Ignite your curiosity with Austin next. We're watching Austin transform from a thriving ecosystem into a global superstar. With our host, Jason Scharf, we aspire to better comprehend the true nature of innovation. Together, we will uncover what makes a successful ecosystem and navigate the technologies shaping our future. Now let's dive into what's next. When you think of the industries that make Austin, well, Austin, consumer packaged goods might not come to mind, but it should. Kirsten Ross is the managing director at SKU, the Consumer Products Accelerator. With their access to industry leaders, key retailers, and the tools a company needs, SKU provides an intensive 12-week program to budding consumer packaged goods companies. And SKU was named one of the best incubators in Austin by Bazinga. As managing director, Kirsten oversees the program from applicant selection to showcase day and the mentors and alumni associated with this innovative organization. She joined SKU in 2018 and holds a Bachelor of Arts degree in finance from the University of St. Thomas in St. Paul, Minnesota. Kirsten, welcome to Austin Next. Thank you so much for having me. How are you guys doing today? Doing really well. So I want to start off the question with, how would you describe the consumer packaged goods sector in Austin? Well, that's a great question. It is robust and expanding. I mean, really, over the last 10 years, Austin has solidified itself as one of the leading CPG markets in the country, you know, alongside Los Angeles and New York and San Francisco and Boulder, Colorado. Austin definitely is recognized and sought after in this space. So who really the companies that we should be talking about when we're thinking about this, both kind of established and startups? Yeah, to be fair, I mean, there's just so many innovative founders and companies that exist here in Austin that really proves, you know, what we're doing here. You know, there's a few categories um, that really embody the spirit of Austin. I'm probably the most influential local CPG founder and investor is Clayton Christopher, who um, was actually a co-founder of SKU, the organization that I now have the opportunity to run. Um, and then, you know, founded many well-known brands like Sweet Leaf Tea, Deep Eddy, Waterloo Sparkling Water. And he also co-founded the food and beverage and consumer goods venture capital firm Kevu partners. We have great serial entrepreneurs like Katie Forrest and Taylor Collins, who have founded, founded um, Epic Provisions, which was purchased by General Mills. And now they're on to their next venture, Force of Nature. We have um, Miguel and Veronica Garza, also a SKU alumni, which co-founded Siete. Um, we have Human Co, founded um, by Jason Carp which is a great investment firm and holding company that incubates, backs, and acquires um, health-focused consumer packaged goods. And then, of course, outside of the SKU ecosystem, we have uh, incredibly strong brands and companies like Kendra Scott, Yeti, Tips Treats, Tacovas, and, of course, Tito's Vodka, which I think really put Austin on the map for so many people nationally. With some of the successes like Kendra Scott and Tito's, is that created kind of the follow-on effect where we see, you know, um, alcohol-based products and jewelry, home goods as kind of our sweet spot, or is there other areas that have kind of grown in terms of the types of offerings that we have in the CPG space? 
Yeah. Um, so one thing that's interesting about Austin specifically is we've seen successes in a lot of different verticals within the industry. So whether it's Kendra Scott and Yeti and Tacovas, which are really just you know apparel or lifestyle brands, um, Whole Foods obviously made um, young brands in the health food space um, have a accessible um, retailer to partner with that supports local and emerging brands. Um, and then, you know, it's Austin. We're event heavy and we like to socialize. So Deep Eddie and Tito's and even some of the newer brands like Canteen and Ranch Rider um, are, are definitely a hallmark of what we do here. Well, that's an interesting observation when we think about that the how event heavy we are, whether it be, you know, the tech oriented things like South by or ACL, or, you know, obviously we just had F1. So has the, how much has that destination part of uh, Austin people coming here and kind of getting a sense of the scene and the, the goods as well really affected the CPG space? I mean, fantastically well. I mean, there's two ways that I think about this. One, just with ACL or South by or F1, there's a cool factor associated with Austin and the brands who come from Austin will frequently lead with Austin as part of just their whole brand identity um, because of, you know, that association with all of these events that happen here. It also gives our local companies a platform to touch a much larger, broader audience that are um, seeking out experiences and new products um, you know, Sweet Leaf Tea became really popular at ACL as they had a booth next to Tito's and they used to make kind of joint cocktails together. Um, there's so many um, companies within SKU and just young brands here that will um, do pushes during those events to really kind of capture this broader network to um, gain visibility into what they're doing. So something I've noticed is Austin generally, when you look at the startup ecosystem and innovation ecosystem, punches above our weight in terms of our narrative versus the like actual dollars we raise and so forth. You mentioned that all of these companies that are, you know, in that pushing into the event space have Austin as part of the brand. How much do you think our narrative is being driven by the fact that these goods are not just sold in Austin, they're sold nationally, they're sold internationally, but they have Austin attached to them. They don't exist in a vacuum. I think it helps to create and further the narrative of, you know, what these brands are and the uniqueness. I mean, Austin's always been a very unique city. Keep Austin weird, the blueberry and the, you know, tomato soup. Um, so there is this uniqueness that especially young consumers um, like to identify with. So it does kind of outpunch, I think, its weight. Um, when it comes to funding, you know, um, different industries have different funding needs. And I, you know, in CPG, there is a very much so a stair step of checks that are written for companies to really kind of gain the traction that they need. It's not a software company that needs, you know, $100 million in backing just to get it off the ground. I mean, a $5 million check can bring these companies pretty far. And with that, it's, right-sized with um, our local investing community. And how much does like the fact that Whole Foods is here, HEB obviously is, has a strong presence and you know, obviously based in, in San Antonio, as an opportunity for these companies you know, that you have this kind of playground and this experimentation from these major retailers, how has that really affected the ecosystem? Well, both Whole Foods and HEB have been strong supporters of local brands. So it definitely enables companies 
to have easy access and touch points to get on a lot of shelves. And with Whole Foods, you know, they have local foragers that are out there courting these young brands, really supporting getting them on the shelves and highlighting them as local products. They they do that here in Austin and across the country. And with that, um, there's a bit of a stamp of approval put on these companies when they're on Whole Foods shelves. And so it really um, makes a difference as brands are trying to grow and establish credibility with what they're doing. HEB has a great um, focused approach on bringing local companies onto their store shelves as well. Um, so both of them, you know, probably operating in slightly different markets. I mean, Whole Foods, it's a stamp of approval. HEB, you're just getting you know, a ton of traffic and eyes on you. Um, so both of them really help just propel these companies, especially if they're in the food and bev space. Definitely that. And obviously the Whole Foods also, the, the health space is a Kind of a, a big piece there. Kind of sir, connecting the two is just we talked about again the the events and and pushing out. Are the companies that are here mostly seeing you know primarily for like U.S. consumption, or are we having a pretty you know strong export market as well? I may have the lens of just seeing so many SKU companies go through our program, and I think domestic focus is always going to be the first step for these companies. Yet there's brands that definitely have international reach that are coming out of Austin. We really preach owning your backyard. And I think that's something that Austin does so well. When you live in Austin, you're from Austin, you are proud to be part of the local community and you support other um, brands, companies, people in Austin. And so Owning your backyard, getting those velocities up, getting people repeat customers is important to um, create some metrics and really refine your business to understand what the best channel strategy is, who your target market is. And then it becomes something that you can um, expand off of in whatever region you go into next. And so there is this sense of pride being from Austin, supporting Austin businesses. And I think that real that sentiment really kind of carries over for growing a really strong company and then being able to systematically um, expand from, you know, the backyard. Mm. I have a hypothesis that one of the real big strengths of Austin is the fact that we we actually physically build things here. I was at a recent, you know, startup CPG event and was surprised at the number of people who said they either were build, you know, manufacturing their CPG goods here or were in the process of reshoring. Is it anecdotal or do we have a significant presence of our CPG being manufactured here in Austin? For the longest time, that was a huge problem. I think it's been identified as a problem to actually have that manufacturing capabilities close to Austin. And there's a lot of smart people working on solutions to bring it here, which are giving companies the opportunities to start utilizing manufacturing facilities, whether it's co-packing or, you know, commercial kitchens to really kind of keep tabs on what's happening. Um, But still, Compared to other markets, um, Dallas or just, you know, elsewhere in the country, they have, um, I think, a bit more manufacturing capabilities. Um, But with how CBGs typically run, um, you're able to utilize co-packers across the country to fit your needs. So we have a lot of kind of the the event space. We have the the kind of the channel ability. We have these up and coming CPG. How does SKU fit into the CPG ecosystem? Well, SKU is a consumer products accelerator. So 10 years ago, we were founded by Clayton Christopher and Sherry Wynn-Ressler. 
And they saw what was happening in the tech space where there had been some serial entrepreneurs, some success gained there. And in the Austin spirit, um, these individuals were paying it back to um, first-time entrepreneurs and founders and really supporting each other. And as the CPG scene um, saw some repeat exits and started to, you know, kind of raise the bar in talent and, you know, the the heights of the dreams that could be um, dreamt by these young entrepreneurs, they created um, SKU as a way to really bring the CPG community together in a centralized place. And so we take small brands, you know, they're market validated, they've got something great, they've figured out how to put that product in a in a wrapper, in a package. And um, there's always a question mark, what do I do next? Is Whole Foods the right option? Is it direct to consumer? Is it HEB? And there's somebody who has that answer, right? Because they've done it before. Now, these founders are either going to spend all this time trying to find that person or 15, 30 hours trying to answer that question. And there's some expert out there that can answer it in 15 minutes or 30 minutes, right? And give them the guidance they need to really make the right strategic choices in where they're going and what they're building. So what SKU does is we bring together those experts as mentors um, to support these brands so we can really get them on a trajectory to really build something beautiful and big, giving them the resources, uh, you know, the lessons learned. Sometimes it's the mistakes, right? Um, And really just help these companies get to the next phase um, in the quickest way possible. You talk about uh, how Austin is now a focal point in the United States for consumer packaged goods. And that's amazing. One of the things we learned when we came here, how does the CPG group, that industry, those people uh, connect with the other focuses here, the technology sector and the, and the startup scene? Great question. Obviously tech predated CPG as being a pillar in Austin, right? We also saw this in Silicon Valley, right? The tech founders were out there doing all their tech things. Then they started looking at wineries in Napa and thinking, you know, if I'm going to live out here in my ones and zeros, right? My my SaaS-based platforms, like owning a winery actually sounds like a lot more fun. I think the same thing happened in the tech space in Austin, right? Um, They started looking at the CPG world, you know, some tech founders and investors were like, yeah, that was great. I made some a decent return on my last tech company, but Clayton's over here. And if I invest, you know, with Clayton and get close to the CPG scene there, I just get to be part of owning a vodka brand. And that sounds like a lot more fun. Um, and, you know, the, the returns are out there. I think there was just... Um, an education process and learning exactly what it looked like to invest in a CPG company. And there's a lot of pride associated with buying a company that you're associated with, whether it's just knowing the founder, helping them with branding or investing in them, taking it you know, off that store shelf. And um, I think that is how it interplays with especially the technology group as well. Great. We talked real briefly about now building more things here in Austin. Of course, that takes land and land's becoming more and more interesting here. What are you finding in terms of these packaged goods companies? Are they relying upon co-packing? Are they relying upon these outsourced companies or are they actually beginning to bring that into central Texas? Great question. 
a company can get extremely far in their sales co-packing before having to really consider building a manufacturing facility themselves. And there is obviously a land constraint here in Austin, but the way that these manufacturing facilities run, um, they don't necessarily have to be too close um, to make sure that you have the quality that you need. Um, So I'm seeing more companies just being able to scale um, through co-packers and it's not right for every company. You know, if you have a really temperamental product or, you know, very concerned about quality standards, whether it's because you're making claims on allergens on your packages. I mean, there's reasons to make sure that you control that process, but there's also really specialized facilities out there that are bringing together various brands that also have those same sort of nuances with their manufacturing. Take a bit of a turn here, and one of the things we're hearing from everyone that we've spoken to is that talent is becoming more and more of an issue, regardless of the industry. What does a talent scene look like in terms of packaged goods and in terms of those folks that are coming through SKU? And you talked about how often you're mentoring and bringing in experts, and I'm curious, how often are those questions about talent? Talent, 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 the name of the game. It's interesting, you know, talent in the CPG industry was a hard thing to come by 10, 15 years ago, but because we have seen so much success um, with some really big companies, you know, whether it's Amplify or Deep Eddy or Tito's, it's starting to repopulate the talent pool in Austin and CPG. There are a lot of great specialized firms that also help with recruiting and placement and It is not a hard sell to get somebody to move to Austin, which is really helping just kind of acquire outside talent. Um, And I I think just given my role at SKU, I become uh, an entry point for a lot of people who are moving into this city um, more organically. And it's absolutely surprising the brilliance of talent that is moving here. Um, And I really think it's upping the game in what we're doing. That's great that we're able to attract the talent from other places. Being a recent immigrant to Austin, I understand that. Are we able to create our own? Can we fill some of those jobs with people that are born and bred in Austin? Well, let me know how many people you meet as you start casting your net here in Austin that are actually from Austin. It's a rarity. Okay. If you become a resource guide for the, you know, your friend next door who just moved here, you know, you're, you're basically from Austin. Um, no, but it, that's such a great question. CPG has now become an attractive industry. Um, there's a group at UT that I work with, um, both as interns and just kind of mentoring and guiding um, that it all CPG focused. So I think right now it's a really interesting time where there's more students or individuals moving jobs, you know, seeking out kind of the next phase of their professional life that are considering CPG and industry that they want to raise their hand and get into. And the beauty of it is in CPG, of course, there's some really specialized areas, you know, whether it's operations, but a lot of what we do is tangible. So people are able able to understand it quickly, whether it's sales or understanding kind of the um, distribution channels and branding and marketing. Um, it's an easy 
industry to really get your arms around. I want to kind of pick up on something you'd said before in a couple of different ways. We talked about how talent is now becoming recycled from successful companies into startups. We've talked about funding and how that's becoming recycled from successful exits into startups. With the successes that we've seen in Central Texas in these last three or four years, how important does that become in terms of the success and the ability to do a startup here? So it's really important because, you know, with these brilliant founders, what you want to make sure that you're able to do to get them to the next step so they have success is make sure that they have the people who can offload some of the, you know, accountability um, aspects within the organization. So the founder may not be the best CFO, right? The founder may not be the operations person. So let the founder do what they do best and augment them with the talent and the resources needed to really create a solid business. So I think the um, refunneling of the talent pool back into the the CPG ecosystem is really important to make sure the founders are building a strong brand and doing what they do best. And as it comes to funding, you know, capital is required in this industry. Um, you know, there are production runs, there's ingredients to source, there's, you know, packaging considerations, there's marketing spend that has to happen. And I believe that those resources are here in Austin or the small um, venture um, firms are looking to Austin as a place to source really good um, companies. And Austin does have an advantage where, you know, on the coasts, I see a lot of CPG companies that are funded pre-revenue. That doesn't really happen here in Austin. And I think it's actually smart because until the company really gets some traction on their own bootstrapped, you don't know if the customers are going to like what you're putting out there. You don't know exactly the um, ability for you know, the companies to reach some sort of velocity that will make them an attractive um, target when they're at 10 million in revenue. So there is a little scrappiness that needs to occur before the funding comes in um, to make it a better bet. And I think the, especially the investors I know here um, locally, they're really looking towards that. And I think Austin companies have a light up because they go through the scrappy phase. They figure it out before, you know, having a, a big, you know, reserve of, um, you know, dollars to draw from and potentially, you know, not use this wisely as they would have if they were, you know, really on a lean budget. So we've got scrappy founders. We've got some uh, great exits. We've got some infrastructure. Must be smooth sailing going forward, right? So uh, what, what, are really the, what are the challenges that we're seeing that you see going forward for the CPG industry? <laughs> I mean, I'm not sure about you, but have you heard anything about this whole supply chain issue that's going on right now? <laughs> small, small little issue going on. Yes. Small little issue. Um, no, I, um, there's some things that are just, you know, outside of the control, right? Um, supply chain being one of them, the, the changes in consumer buying behavior, right? Um, COVID took a, took a huge twist on, you know, how people purchase products and, um, D to C became a place where discovery happened and now people are relying on it for the shopability. So making sure that you can use those channels and use the pivots, um, in 
the consumer's buying behaviors are just going to be something that you have to stay nimble and have the right experts um, around you helping guiding you. And whether that's even peer-to-peer kind of collaboration over what everyone is doing, we're finding a good resource in a, a consulting firm within this space, I think is imperative. This has been fantastic and learned a lot of something that's definitely been outside of my realm. We always like to end our podcast with the same question. So what's next for Austin? Sky's the limit. Um, people are moving here in droves. I think it's upping our game in so many different areas, whether it is analyzing what we're doing from a city perspective and the challenges of growth, but frankly, the talent that's coming in is just phenomenal. So just making sure that there's still that Austin spirit where, you know, where everyone plays the zero sum game and or, I'm sorry, no one plays a zero-sum game and everyone is supportive of one another. Um, I mean, Austin is going to be a fantastic city, so vibrant and robust. And I really think CPG is going to start rivaling tech here in a bit. Kirsten Ross, Managing Director of SKU, thanks for joining us. Thank you guys so much. Have a great rest of your day. Thank you for having me on here. So what's next, Austin? We're glad you've joined us on this journey. Please subscribe at your favorite podcast catcher, leave us a review, and let your colleagues know about us. This will help us grow the podcast and continue bringing you unique interviews and insights. Thanks again for listening and see you soon.